we come to the teaching of Abba, Father, God's word. Amen. So, Father, we know that your word is perfect, but the one who speaks today is not perfect. So I pray, Almighty God, that you will give discernment to all your assembled saints that are here and also those who are listening on the podcast, O God, in the future. May you give them discernment. May the Spirit of the living God lead us into all truth. And that is what is of man, let it be set aside, that the kingdom of God would be established in all God's people's hearts. We ask this in the name given to us above every name, that every one day the knees shall bow, even Hasatan will have to bow and to acknowledge him, King of kings and Lord of lords. But it is an amazing one of God's greatest creation was Hasatan, Lucifer, and he fell. There's no salvation for him. And those one-third of the angels that went after him, there's no salvation. But we have salvation in Yeshua, as Tim adequately shared with us today in our Torah reading. Let us now turn to the book of Matthew, beginning in chapter 14, beginning at verse 1. In the Hebrew, the word is Matiyahu. Matthew chapter 14, verse 1. And this is the second part of the message that is entitled, Truth Can Cost You Your Life. Matthew chapter 14, beginning at verse 1. And at the time here, the regional governor heard of the fame of Yeshua, Jesus, who is salvation. And he said to his attendants, this must be Yohanan, the immerser, John the Baptist. He has been raised from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. For Herod had arrested Yohanan and put him in chains and thrown him into prison because Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip, since Yohanan had told Herod, you violate the Torah, for you have her as your own wife. Herod had wanted to put Yohanan to death, but he was afraid of the people in whose eyes Yohanan was a prophet. However, at Herod's birthday celebration, Herodias' daughter danced before the company, and she pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. This prompted by her mother, she said, Give me here on a platter the head of Yohanan, John the Immerser, John the Baptist. You see, the gospel, the good news that Matthew was, was inspired, Matthew was inspired to write, does not pull punches. As I said last week, our true immortal enemy is not even Hasatan, the devil. It is sin and death. And that's who Yeshua came to defeat. Not Satan, but he came to defeat what? Sin and death. That's why he, of his own free will, laid down his life upon that tree that we would have the blood of sacrifice it's by the blood of the Lamb that we're cleansed from all unrighteousness. He laid his life down, and he said this, No one takes my life. I lay it of my own accord, because it is my Father's command. It was not the Father who raised him from the dead, 
but by Yeshua's authority and power, he says, I lay my life and I take it up again. That is how powerful the God that we serve, being manifested through Yeshua, the son of Abba, Father God. Continuing. The king became very deeply upset, but out of regard for the oaths that he had sworn before his dinner guests, he was influenced by others. He ordered that her wish be granted and sent and had Yohanan beheaded in prison. The head was brought on a platter to the girl and she gave it to her mother. Yohanan's Talmudim, his disciples came and they took the body and they buried it. And they went and they told Yeshua. Can you imagine their dismay? Here they, would, they, were, they were following this prophet of God who said, there is one greater that's coming after me. I'm unworthy to untie his sandal. I am prepare the way of the Lord. And so Yohanan's Talmudim, they were following John, but now he's been in prison. And later, after many days, months, he was beheaded. And so now they're looking for the next rabbi to follow. So who do they go to? But the one that they heard Yohanan proclaim when Yeshua went and received his mikvah, his, his immersion, he said, behold, the lamb who takes away the sins of the world. They had no other place to turn. They're not going to see the high priest or any of the Levites, those who the people saw in spiritual authority, but they went to see Yeshua. On hearing about this, Yeshua left in a boat to be by himself in the wilderness. This is both a difficult and a sad story about the death of the prophet Yohanan the Immerser. Yohanan was in prison during the, the beginning of Yeshua's ministry. That's Matthew 4, 12. Later, Yohanan sent two of his Talmudim to Yeshua to ask these questions. Are you truly the Mashiach? Why? Because he was in prison and he was discouraged. And what were Yeshua's words to them? The dead are raised, the lame are healed, and he's here to proclaim the word of God. The kingdom of God is here, but will you receive it? Continuing, this is a great contrast between Yohanan and those responsible for his death. The contrast between a servant of Abba, Father God, and a depraved family. The end results will be for all Abba Father God's servants to follow Yohanan's example. Yohanan was found to be faithful to God in proclaiming the good news. He was entrusted to share. Yohanan was a faithful prophet. His message was very, very simple. It was a call to repentance, to prepare the way of the Lord. Because many people don't understand in the Western world, they think, well... Baptism or immersion is a Christian Western type of ritual. Before we would go to the temple and bring our sacrifices, we had to pass through the waters of immersion. So we would bring our lamb with us that had been living with us 
for a long period of time, as Tim shared earlier. It was without spot or wrinkle. So be before we went to the temple there, we would bring our lamb, and then we would hand that to one of our assistants or one of our children, and they would watch over the lamb so that we could go through the waters of immersion, of baptism, cleansing us ritually from sin. This was an act. Because as we enter in the presence of the Lord, we were not to have any dust of the world upon our bodies. And so that was what was taking place here. Yohanan was calling out to all the people of Israel to repentance, for the kingdom of God was near. And so that is why Yeshua came to him that one day. And Yohanan recognized who he was. And Yohanan said, I need to be mikvahed, immersed by you. But Yeshua said this, that to fulfill all accordance to righteousness, I not, must be immersed by you. Now think about this. Everyone that entered into the waters was an act of proclaiming that there was sin in their lives. But this Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, he entered, he went through the process as an example to all believers, though he did not sin. He laid out that example to us. Continuing. He called the religious leaders, Yohanan of his day, to repentance as well. Prophets of God are sent to every generation. And what is the work of the prophet? To expose sin that people may repent and be reconciled unto God. And that's what Yohanan was doing here. Yohanan didn't back away from pointing out their sins of the king Herod Antipas. And that's the process that we're in dealing with this message. Herod is now troubled by this teaching, but he's still entertained by listening to Yohanan. Because he knows that the truth is being proclaimed to him. There is conviction going on in his heart. His own conscience is beginning to speak against his actions. In Mark 6, 19, So Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip, Herod, had married her. But Yohanan had told him, This violates the Torah for you to marry your brother's wife. So Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death. But this she could not accomplish because Herod stood in awe of Yohanan and protected him. For he knew that he was a Zadik, which is a holy man. Whenever he heard him, he became deeply disturbed. Yet he liked to listen to him. For Herod, while it was against how he was raised and it condemned his current lifestyle, there was something about Yohanan, his preaching and teaching, that he found very, very attractive. And you may notice that when you go and you share the good news with people about the death, the resurrection, and the hope and the life that we have in Messiah. And some of them, they'll be entertained. Because it's like you're trying to debate them and, and win your point so they'll agree with you. And they'll find it very, very entertaining. But they don't understand that decision that they're about to make. And you know what? Some people have the opportunity to, be, to have bear witness 
from believers many, many times in her lifetime. But you know what's amazing? Every time, just like Pharaoh hardened his heart when Moshe was sent to him and to reveal the truth to him, people harden their hearts to the good news of Yeshua. It's amazing. God still has to deal with even believers' free will. Amen? That's why the Spirit of the living God, he reveals to us the sins that we commit. That is not the place of a minister, a rabbi, or anyone else. But it is, that is the work of the Spirit of the living God. Why? Because he was given this one job, and that is to perfect us in holy living. To show us what true holiness is. There are many people who get so locked up in Torah, they become legalistic. And I have to say this very, very clearly. No one has ever fulfilled Torah but one, and that is Yeshua. No one has received salvation through Torah. Salvation and Torah are two separate things. Torah is the light that shows us how we truly are without pulling any punches. And that's why many believers from the nations who have been so engrossed in Torah, what happens? They set aside the true meaning and the truly antidote to Torah, and that is whom? But Yeshua. Because Torah in itself cannot save you. And what is hidden in Torah is a revelation that we as people are without a hope. And there's nothing that we can do in ourselves where we can honor God. But it's only through the sacrificial gift of the Yeshua that we obtain and receive salvation. Don't let anyone sell you anything else. It is Yeshua first, Yeshua in the middle, and it is Yeshua at the end of our lives. If we don't honor and cherish and adore him with all our heart, soul, and mind, what did Rav Shaul say? Least I be a castaway. Follow no man, follow no woman, follow no doctrine, but follow the word of God, and it shall lead you into all truth. And so Yohanan was sent to this family who was a puppet king of the state of Israel, placed by Rome. Can you imagine what had happened here? If through the preaching and teaching, Herod would have started to give fruits of repentance? If he would have rose at his birthday party and simply said, I'm so convicted in my soul. I'm an undone man. Or borrowed from Isaiah, Yeshiyahu and said, I am a man who's undone. I am a man of unclean lips. I've done evil in the sight of the Lord, and God has sent to me his holy prophet. And now I say before all you, I need to repent and divorce my sister-in-law and honor God's word. How the nation of Israel would have had a time of revival. And you may say this to me, how can you say that? Think of Josiah. The word of the Lord had not been read for many, many years. 
and the Levites were walking in lives of paganism. And when they found a scroll of the Torah, it was read to him. And he received it gladly. And he determined in his own heart he would not follow his fathers, but he would return back to how his great-grandfather had done, King David. See, there is opportunity for restoration and salvation in Messiah. And you know this? Our choices matter because the choices we make today and tomorrow have a lasting legacy on those who are coming after us. Our inheritance, who are our children, or our nieces and our nephews. It's upon that legacy of faith that we build God's kingdom. Just as Tim shared earlier, Father Abraham, if he was not willing to trust God, even though he's about to plunge the knife in Isaac there, there was the Lord there warning him. The hand of God touched him. A theophany, as some Bible scholars say. The appearance of Yeshua, the very Lamb of God, appeared to him. The scripture says it was the angel of Adonai. The one angel. So let us continue here. Herod's wife, she wanted quick and decisive action. Herod's feels, fears are now revealed. The people, Yohanan, his wife, his guests, and his reputation were on the line because he had made this oath in a drunken, lustful stupor. At the depth of his heart, he fears the people more than Abba, Father God. How many times has an elected official been moved by the polls? How many elected officials have sought to do the will of God? And knowing this, that they came to such a place of a time of power and authority for the glory of God in him alone. That's the difference between a believer who's a leader and those who lead and build their own kingdom, as Herod was. This is the heart of a foolish man. This is where we are more like Herod. We've done very, very foolish things. I have. I will readily admit that. My carnal nature has led me to make very, very bad decisions. But you know what? God is loving, he's patient, and he's reconciled me unto himself. But you know the consequences of those bad choices? They were all worked out. But by his grace and mercy, I stand before you today. A sinner saved by God's grace and mercy and that alone. Nothing of myself. Continuing, do we, feel, do we fear people more than we fear, fear Abba, Father God? Do we give people power and influence over us that only Abba, Father God should have? Are we governed by fear and shame? And when we act upon it, we will sin and harm ourselves and others. And there'll be consequences to pay. Herod had chosen between these two worlds that he was living. But one has to die. God wants us to be real. To walk before him in holiness. He says this, be holy as I am holy. 
and you look at that scripture and say, God, that's impossible. I cannot do that. Praise God, you're finally there, Frank. You can admit you cannot do it on your own. Now you're ready to receive my provision so that I, through the Spirit of the living God, can make you holy. Moment by moment, decision by decision, God makes his people holy. Through the washing of the word of God and by the blood of the Lamb planted to our hearts, minds, and souls. Continuing, Herod, he protected Yohanan and he, he engaged with Yohanan. Can you imagine the discussions they had from time to time? Until he could no longer play both sides. He was more concerned with his honor and his reputation than the life of another. He put himself first. And I'll say this to you. There are a lot of men and women in ministry today that put themselves first. And you know what's amazing? When God removes that veil from your eyes and you see them as they are, they are self-promoters. But what did Yeshua say? All the true, his true disciples, his true Talmudim, they will do this. They will point you to him. And they'll do what? They will come and they'll wash your feet. They will serve you in humility and grace and mercy. Because you know what God has raised up men and women of God to do as ministers of the gospel? is to build you up in your holy faith and trust. That's the true mark of a believer who's a leader, both male and female. Continuing, Herod could have repented. He could have humbled himself. But it's against his nature. And he follows through with the execution to show that he will bow down to no one. Have you ever been face to face in the mirror with your own carnal nature? And the spirit of the living God is saying, repent, do this no longer but you allow your own carnal nature to have power and authority over you. You may be saying this to me. How can you say that? I can say this to you because the scripture says this. He or she that says they do not sin, they are liars. And the word and the truth of God is not in them. When I first read that as a believer, it just totally blew my mind. So I thought, God, I'm doing well, am I not, in all these things? But the spirit of the living God, and I thank the Lord that the Lord sent us his ruach, his spirit, that leads us into all truth, that we may be reconciled unto the Father, but not only that, but to our brothers and sisters in Messiah. There is unity in the body, when we deal with our own personal sins. And the body is whole, and it is complete, and it is holy before the Lord. So who is responsible for Yohanan's death? Herod, Herodas, Salomon? They all are. Yohanan wasn't the source of their sin, so he is not the one to blame. How many times have we blamed it on someone else? Those of us who are married, Sometimes we blame things on our spouses, right? That happens. That's wrong. We're to take the blame ourselves and be true men and women of God. Verse 12, while they were, st- well, 
While we've been looking at Herod, Herodias, and Salome, Yohanan the Immerser begins and then ends with Yeshua. Yohanan is, is executed, and at it, this points to the execution of Yeshua because Yohanan was a forerunner. Yohanan's ex- execution didn't resolve anything. Was anyone saved because of his, his death? No. For anyone of any lasting or eternal consequence, Herod, Herodias, and Salome all eventually died. And one day they will stand before their creator, Yeshua, and they will have to give account for their life decisions. We see that Herod still had the shame and guilt, and it was added to by the execution of Yohanan. And so now, out of his own guilty conscience, he makes that statement. Oh, that is Yohanan, the immerser. God has raised him from the dead. Because he knows this, that he truly was a prophet of God. And he realizes the only thing that Yohanan came to do in the exposing of his sin was to bring him back to God in reconciliation. So he's making excuses. And he's saying that this Yeshua is actually Yohanan. And this is part of the madness if you study the family of the Herods. Madness, mental illness ran in their family. Continuing. Yohanan was executed to cover the sin. But the sin still remained. Yeshua laid down his life and was executed. And his death removes our shame and sin. Yohanan's execution leads Herod to fear Abba, Father, God's wrath. Yeshua's death means that we don't have to fear Abba, Father, God's wrath because it was poured out on Yeshua in our place. That's why we hear Yeshua cry out these words. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know why that is? Because that was the very first time from, eternity, from before eternity began till that point where he did not know the presence of the Father. Because what does the scriptures say? That God, Abba Father God, in his presence, he cannot behold what? Sin. Because he's holy. Continuing. First Kepha, Peter 2.24. He himself, Yeshua, bore our sins in his body on that stake so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, we are healed. Do you hear that? We are to die to sin and rise up in new life in Messiah. That's why Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it says this. I commend you, my brothers, to offer and sisters your body as a holy and living sacrifice. That sounds like an oxymoron statement, doesn't it? A sacrifice, that's unto death. But God says this, you are to be what? A holy and living sacrifice. What are we to sacrifice? Our old carnal nature so that we may be alive in Messiah. Continuing, Herod feared the people's reaction if he killed this righteous man. Pilate feared the people's if he did not kill a righteous man. 
when Herod was concerned with this, his own guilt, his honor, and he killed another to protect it, to cover it up. Yeshua was concerned with our guilt and our shame. He gave up his honor, remember? He was seated at the right hand of the Father in all authority. It says in the scripture this, that nothing ever was created was not created in and through him. And he was willingly killed to protect others, you and I. Yeshua, who has all knowledge, all understanding, saw us even before we were born. And when he was upon that tree, he was laying down his life as his sacrificial blood flowed from his body for you and I and for all those children both male and female, who are yet to be born in the future. He died for all people's sins. The killing of Yohanan doesn't change anything. The killing of Yeshua changed everything. Why? Because what happened immediately? When Yeshua said, I now give up my spirit, the spirit of living God entered into the temple, went into the Holy of Holies, and tore apart that curtain that separated man from going in the presence of the living God. And it was through the blood of Messiah Yeshua that this was accomplished. Continuing. The Talmudim of Yohanan recognizes that they have to go somewhere. They have to follow someone. And when all has failed, now they turn to whom? Their salvation, Yeshua. In grief and pain, as we found in ourselves many times similar circumstances, who have we turned to? But Yeshua, who gives us his peace that passes all understanding. I've been in the presence many times of people who are in the process of dying. I've been in that room from time to time as by family request because it was so difficult for them to be there in the last moments, hearing that beloved loved one breathe their last breath. And I've been in that presence there. And God has given me grace and mercy and love through that, just to be there with these individuals so that they could be there. And I've also sat with other family members as we hear that person breathe their last breath. And there have been many testimonies from time to time of people suddenly sitting up erect in the bed, some people coming out of comatose states and their eyes opening and them speaking clearly, saying certain words like this, don't you see him? He's right over there. I've looked, and family members look. We don't see anything. And they say, yes, I'm ready to go. Yes, I love you. I'm ready to go. Because who comes to us in the moment of our death but our Messiah? The scripture says this, that the Lord who's given us as a shepherd gathers his sheep in his arms forever to be in the presence of the Father that his grace and love and mercy are there. Think of Yohanan. He hears the guards coming down. 
And here's a man who hears the Spirit of the living God. I believe this, the Spirit of the living God was preparing him. And knowing this, you are about to lay down your life for the kingdom. And I'm here with you. This will go quickly. And you'll be in the presence of the Lord your God, Abba, Father, God. And with that, all suffering and pain will be gone. For you've been a faithful servant unto me. You have done everything I've asked. You've spoken the words I've asked you to speak. You have not turned to the right or to the left. And now I send you to be in the presence of Abba, Father, God. Because you, God says this, he will not allow any temptation or trial that is beyond our comprehension and allow us to become what? More than conquerors for those who are in Messiah Yeshua. Bless the Lord. Messianic Jews speaks, looking away to the initiator and the completer of that trusting faith, Yeshua's salvation, who in exchange for obtaining the joy set before him. And you know what that joy was? The redemption of you and I. Make that personal, my brothers and sisters, and do not listen to the lie of Hasatan that you have committed the unpardonable sin. Every sin that's ever committed by a believer, if and when being convicted by the Spirit of the living God, not condemned, but convicted, upon being repented upon, we are restored by our spoken word, confessing God is being right and true and factual. And then the blood of the Lamb is poured upon our lives. Continuing, Yeshua endured the execution on the stake as a criminal. He became a criminal for you and I, scorning the shame. He did not desire it because when he was on the Mount of Olives and he was in incensed prayer, intercession, he said, Father, is there another way? But you know what's amazing? The Father never asks him. And he simply says, Adonai, Abba, Father God, thy will, your will be done. That shows us that Yeshua, when he faced temptation of being the sinless Lamb of God, he felt every temptation that we will ever receive and even more. And out of his humanity, he called to whom? Not the high priest, not the local Levite, the local rabbi, but he appealed to his father and his father alone. And he gave him the grace and strength. It says this after he sweat blood upon the Mount of Olives there, that God sent him his holy angels to refresh him. Scorning shame. And he sat down at the right hand of the throne of Abba, Father God. He is our eternal judge. Can you imagine when Adolf Hitler, Herod Antipas, Mao Zedong, Stalin, many other people that are coming to your mind and your memory are standing before him 
he will judge them in righteousness and holiness. Because through his grace and mercy, he shared with them and revealed himself to them. And then through the power of the spirit of the living God, and through the believers that God has allowed to cross the path of all those individuals that I've just mentioned. So now, where do we fit in the story? Yeshua said, no one born of a woman is as great as Yohanan the Immerser. So we cannot be him, but we, know, but we may be able to identify with some of the traits of the others in this story if we're truly honest before Abba, Father God. Remember this. Your sin will surely find you out. And if we do not repent of it, if you notice in the 80s, there were many men and women, believers in leadership, that their sins were being exposed. Praise God they were. Because that gave them the opportunity to be restored to the Lord. God desires for his people to no longer play games with him. If there be sin in our lives, it is a cancer that leads to eternal separation of Abba, Father God, Yeshua, his son, and the Ruach HaKodesh, and all your brothers and sisters in Messiah. Continuing. So, so that we can be dead in our sins and alive to Messiah, Yeshua. Herod is dead and his ministry is over. Yohanan's ministry is over. I said that backwards. Herod is dead and his kingdom is no longer. Because of the resurrection of Yeshua is alive. And his king kingdom continues to grow. And his ministry continues and his story never ends. And think about this, my brothers and sisters. You are part of his story. He loves you so much that he was willing to step down from his throne in heaven, be born of the virgin Miriam, Mary, to live 33 to 33 and a half years upon this earth, to demonstrate the way of the Father and the true interpretation of Torah, which is this, if not in and through him, Torah just judges us and it does not set us free. He is our eternal high priest who offers his blood daily on our behalf in the presence of Abba, Father God, that cleanses us from all unrighteousness if we will simply acknowledge him as our redeemer. Not once, but every day, moment by moment, forever. He is our beloved redeemer. So who now do you trust? Is it people or is Yeshua? Let his name be all praise and glory and honor. And those of you who hear my voice today, turn your hearts toward Yeshua. Receive the redemption. Prepare before the foundation of the earth that you may have full reconciliation and fellowship with Abba, Father God, who loves you so much that he turned to his son one day and said, now go, now's the time and die upon my beloved. Those believers who were living and those saints that had died in years past, who believed in the hope of Shiloh, 
Yeshua, salvation yet to come. To his name be all praise and glory and honor. In Yeshua's name, amen.